0: Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their world. Now, here's your host, Dale Dixon.
1: Growing your negotiation skill. This is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. On the podcast today, Lori McNeil, she has spent more than 20 years Optimizing outcomes for organizations through business solutions. In her work as an executive advisor, organizational excellence coach, and speaker, she is a partner and strategist. She dives deep into organizational needs throughout the company. Lori works with her clients to improve organizational development, employee engagement, change management, job benchmarking, performance evaluation, organizational culture, presentation building, storyline development, training, and development. Her depth of business experience also includes marketing, strategy, sales force effectiveness, and market access. Lori, great to have you on the podcast today as part of the Price Associates team.
0: Thank you for having me, Dale. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Our focus today, negotiation. So uh, the way the podcast works, if you're a first-time listener, this is a companion to the book, The Complete Leader by Ron Price and Randy Lisk. It's great if you have the book with you and you can go through this and the podcast serve as extra. Also, the podcasts are really built to stand alone as you work to build your leadership skills in a variety of areas. So if you are following along in the book, it's page 206, where section 3.8 on negotiation as you look at how you lead others. And for purposes of today's podcast, we'll define negotiation as a conversation that constructively facilitates an agreement between two or more people. And then it's important to know people who excel at negotiation consider all opinions and facts before drawing conclusions. So with that, Lori, um, I'll say the, the floor is yours. Let's Let's talk through this idea of Negotiation as you work with your clients, where do most people fall when it comes to negotiation? Is it, oh my gosh, I can't wait to walk on to the car dealership floor and negotiate the best price for this vehicle? Or is it, oh, I dread doing this?
0: Well, that's an interesting question, Dale. I think that it depends on the individual because I find that there's a mix. For example, if we were to take the disc profile, and look at D, I, S, and C, I would say that some of the ones that lean in more to the negotiation process would be those with a D, DISC profile, because those happen to be folks that are a bit more competitive in general. So if there's someone that really likes competition, um, they might lean into negotiation because a lot of folks I find out really see negotiation as a game they see it as a way to have an adversary sitting across the table from them and someone that they can banter and go back and forth with and i will tell you del that people are negotiating every single day all day of their lives or a lot of folks may be thinking of negotiation simply in a boardroom when they're negotiating over a contract or you know over the purchase of a car or home or something like that but honestly It extends to all parts of our lives. And we're not just talking about professionally, we're also talking about personally. You know, it it could be things from selling to a client, whether that's B2B or B2C, it could be in regards to politics, it could be in performance reviews, and then also other areas, whether that happens to be major things that we think of like court cases, whether that's divorce, custody of children, or so forth, any type of litigation, or it could be quite honestly, something as simple as choosing a restaurant or the movie to go to with family or friends. It could be negotiating over TV time, you know, screen time with iPhones, or workload with peers, chores at the house. So the point being is that negotiation is a part of our lives all the time, whether we recognize that or not.
1: Let's talk about going back to your game uh, analogy. Let's talk about the dangers or challenges of going in thinking that this is a win-lose situation when we when we approach negotiations from that standpoint.
0: Well, the problem with that, Dale, quite honestly, is that it doesn't bode well for the relationship in general when it's it's viewed as a win-lose. Because really, negotiation should be about problem solving. And unfortunately, a lot of folks don't see it that way, because if they view it as a game, if they view it as something that winds up being win-lose, then the party that is in the quote-unquote losing side of things, they're not going to feel very positive about that relationship. And therefore, that's not going to um, bode well for the whole process or for the whole relationship moving forward whether that happens to be um, a spouse or a family member, whether that happens to be a client that um, one person would like to see the other one have as a long-term client, then if there's win-lose, then that's not going to set that up for the best of relationships moving forward. And that's why it is really important to look at it instead as the, the two people that are negotiating, or perhaps it's two organizations, they don't have to view each other as adversaries. Instead, what they could do is look at the other person as a negotiating partner. And the challenge is whatever it is that they're negotiating about. And so that's where the two groups could come together and collaborate to find ways to solve that problem, what it is that they're negotiating towards. And that's really where I like this idea of focusing on the problem, not the people or the persons that are involved.
1: Mm. Would you say that for a leader who's working to develop her or his skill around negotiation, that mindset is one of the places to start to start to think about this from a win-win perspective or the collaboration perspective, as you said?
0: Absolutely. There are a lot of skills that I think that are essential for a good negotiation process. But I think that to your point, mindset is a wonderful place to start, because if those involved have the appropriate mindset of looking in the, looking at this as an opportunity to problem solve instead of um, simply going after each other and having this win-lose mentality, then I think that that's already off to a great start
1: in your presentation uh, presentations on negotiation you you break down three styles of negotiation lead us lead us through that so we can get an idea of where this goes next
0: absolutely so the first style is really what i think some folks think of in this win lose situation which is more of a hard style i've also heard this called the rambo style this is really where A party could see this as a situation of being a contest of wills um, in which the side that takes the more extreme position and holds out longer fares better. They're really wanting to win and produce equally hard response. And this is the type of style that I think is the most harmful or most likely to be harmful to the relationship. So that's style number one. The second is really the quite opposite of that. That's the softer style. And if we're calling the first one more of a Rambo style, this is really more Bambi. Um, This person's going to avoid personal conflict. They will readily make concessions. And as a result though, this person or a group that's doing this may feel exploited or bitter because of those concessions that they've made so quickly. And that's why style one and style number two are really not the ideal. So the goal is to go more towards a principled style of negotiation. And this was originally developed through the Harvard Negotiation Project because they wanted to create um, a scientific uh, method around negotiation. So this is where this style um, is known to originate. And um, it's to decide on issues on their merits rather than through a haggling process focused on what each side says it will or won't do. And really, the goal here is to look for mutual gains. Um, if interests conflict, then the result is based on fair standards. Hmm.
1: So what are some of the skills that we should be growing to be effective negotiators, uh, coming at it from the principled approach that you just described?
0: I'm really glad you asked that question, Dell, because as I mentioned a moment ago, I think that there's a number of skills that would benefit anyone to develop and help them become a better negotiator. You mentioned originally about this idea of the mindset. And I think absolutely that's a great place to start is making sure that you have the appropriate mindset. And then once you understand that you are working towards a win-win scenario in the negotiating process, I think it's really important to have good strategic skills because I think that that's one of the very first things that you want to look at when you start negotiating is to, Understand what the strategy is going to be overall. What's the one thing or things that you're negotiating about and create a strategy around that. Um, So that's really that bigger picture thinking. So the, the strategy is super important. Then I think another skill that's going to be really important in this process is the ability to plan and organize. Why is that? It's because you want to understand your own interest or your um, organization or party's interest, as well as those of the folks that are sitting on the other side of the table. So the planning and organizing is just a, a crucial component to that. There's a term that is often referred to in negotiation that people listening may already be familiar with, but that's around BATNA, the best alternative to a negotiated agreement. And I think planning and organizing is a really big part of that because you really have to know what that is um, before you start the negotiating process. And it's really determining when you would be walking away from the negotiation. And it's really understanding the scenarios in which the incentive to work together must exceed the value of the alternatives away from the negotiation table. So that's part of the planning and organizing. Another skill that I think is very important is active listening. I can't emphasize this enough. When the parties come together and they're engaging in the negotiation process, active listening is key. Too often, folks are sitting there and they're just simply thinking about what they want to say in response. If they're doing that, their brain is not being as active as it could be to hear the other person, to understand their perspective and And find out what it is that they want or need through the process that then goes to the next skill that's necessary which is empathy if you're not an active listener I don't think that you can um, have good empathy towards the other person now empathy is not going to be acceptance of another person's position necessarily but it's going to be an understanding understanding where they're coming from. So you have to be able to listen actively and from doing so, then you will hopefully achieve a good understanding. Beyond that, I would say another skill is emotional intelligence, because let's face it, we do need to have some self-regulation, the ability to control our emotions and do so um, wisely when we're in these situations. I think when it comes to negotiations, people can feel very passionate about their position. And it's really important to have good emotional intelligence during this process overall. Another skill. Can I
1: just jump in as as we...
0: Please, Del. This is a long list.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. So as we record this uh, podcast, and these live in perpetuity basically online, but as we record this, we are in the midst of the coronavirus lockdown, isolation of, of uh, April 2020. And um, I have noticed that specifically, emotional intelligence is so important, especially if you're negotiating in this time, because people are under an immense amount of stress and pressure right now. And um, I've seen a number of people just lash out uh, because there was somebody there to lash out at. And when you realize the amount of stress that people are under and the the challenges that people are facing in the midst of this, approaching a conversation. And as you started our podcast by saying, we negotiate a lot more every single day than we realize. But re- understanding what's going on in the environment around us and having that emotional intelligence is so important. Cause it'd be easy to get offended, especially at this time when somebody lashes out, but to, uh, to step back and say, wow, what are they going through right now? Why are, why are they approaching this conversation? Why are they approaching this negotiation from that standpoint will get you so much further, faster, correct? Any, any other advice on that, on that front?
0: Yes, I'm really glad you brought up the timing of what's taking place right now, Dale, in the situation. And it's because right now, more than ever, folks are forced. I mean, honestly, just forced into a position of having to communicate more virtually than ever before, whether that happens to be strictly through phone calls or video conferencing. And that lack of face to face communication, I think can be a hindrance to effective communication because what winds up happening to the earlier point that you brought up about lashing out, I think that that separation, that additional degree of separation because of communicating virtually has a more tendency to lash out, that lack of emotional intelligence that's there. And it's sad because part of the negotiation, part of communication, And really emotional intelligence is understanding that there's a human on the other end of that. And they have their own set of issues, their own set of challenges that they're dealing with. And once again, that speaks not just to the emotional intelligence, but the empathy. Understand what others are going through as well. It's challenging for everyone. And that's why I said, if we're able to look at this um, as problems, focus on problems strictly and not look at someone else as an adversary.
1: Absolutely, I should say. So we have about three minutes left in the podcast. Let's, um, you've got four more areas that as leaders, we should look to be growing our skills. Take us through the rest of the list.
0: Sure, wow, time flies when we're having fun with this, Dell. I really love this and I think that we could make this a whole series. So um, let's talk about the next skill that I think is very important. And I think that's decision-making. Decision-making is crucial because it's really important whether that happens to be just two people involved in the process or if it's multiple folks involved. But once again, sometimes it's, it's making the decision of when to walk away, when to dive in and agree on something, if it winds up being decisions made around the BATNA, that best alternative to a negotiated agreement, different things like that. So decision-making is going to be very important. The other one, and this speaks to everything that I've mentioned before, which is around collaboration, it's understanding that you have a negotiating partner on the other side of the table. And when I say on the other side of the table, that might even be in your own household and they're sitting across the dining room table. So whether that's boardroom table or dining room table, it's collaboration with the other person that you're in the process of negotiating. Creativity, this is something that I don't think is an obvious skill. That most people think of. But I mentioned creativity, because this is where you can start to find creative ways to problem solve, to work out an agreement between one another. It doesn't have to be just simply this or that. What are other things that the two of you, whether that's two individuals or two organizations or so forth, can have an a different way than maybe what either one of you originally thought and the collaboration together can hopefully encourage more creativity during the negotiation process. The last one that I would say, Dale, is a key skill is discipline. It's making sure that the individuals that are negotiating are very disciplined about the approach. It's great to take a look at this in regards to styles. It's great in regards to thinking about it specifically for approaching things from, a problem perspective and not so much from a person perspective. It's important to look at it from BATNA and making sure that you're doing it from that, being very disciplined about emotions. And so that's why I include that as one of the last skills that I think is very crucial um, to be a, a good negotiator.
1: Disciplined even in the fact of staying on task and not dragging other issues or items into a negotiation that don't necessarily apply.
0: Absolutely. And quite honestly, it could be discipline in regards to something like the timeline. Maybe you don't even start negotiating on the different points that you need to address, whether that happens to be price or process or whatever. It could be just discipline in regards to timing for both parties to agree, hey, let's go ahead and, and talk about expectations for the process that we want to go through this. Do we want to go ahead and just initially discuss our different opinions that we have about this. Do we want to go ahead and say, Hey, we would like to have a decision made about this. So there's so many components of the negotiating process that would be good to be disciplined about.
1: You know, I go back to the complete leader of the book and I think there, there were three, uh, three options that were on the table as we close this conversation out, but that's be soft on the people and hard on the problem. Keep No deal as an option and if you know these are these are difficult skills to develop and if you need you can always consider inviting a third party to help facilitate the conversation
0: absolutely because I think worse comes to worse if the two parties involved are getting a bit emotional, that is where a third party could come in and hopefully keep things more objective for everyone and another way to focus on the problem itself and not so much on the people. Mm-hmm.
1: So as uh, as we wrap this up, beyond the complete leader, are there any additional resources you recommend for our listeners?
0: Oh, absolutely. There are some fantastic books out there that I've enjoyed. I use them as as resources and references. When I do my talks about negotiation, the first is Getting to Yes, Negotiating Agreement Without Giving In. This is by Roger Fisher and William Ury. These two happen to be involved in the Harvard Negotiation Project. They're the ones that developed the principled negotiating process. So I think that that's a wonderful resource. The other one, and this guy is getting a lot of airtime these days, Chris Voss, He is known for being a top-class, world-renowned hostage negotiator for the FBI, and he wrote the book, Never Split the Difference, Negotiating as if Your Life Depended on It. He's got some wonderful advice. I've really enjoyed reading through that book and listening to Chris talk. So those would be two resources, getting to yes and never split the difference.
1: Fantastic! And if folks want to connect with you, what's the best way?
0: Ah, the best way for them to connect with me is through my email at Price Associates. So lori at price-associates.com. They can also find me on the Price Associates webpage. I've got a, a profile page there that also has my contact info with email, cell phone number, and a little bit more description about the work that I do. And I would love to hear from anyone, whether it's questions or comments that they have around negotiation or other topics that I could potentially help them with.
1: Fantastic. And that's Lori, L-O-R-I McNeil. And the website, once again, price-associates.com. Also, the thecompleteleader.org, the website. So a couple of resources there as you work to build your skills. Lori, thank you so much for this time today. You really gave us some good, good things to work on.
0: Thank you, Dale. It was a pleasure. I look forward to speaking to you again.
1: Absolutely. This is The Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader.
0: Thanks for listening to The Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online at thecompleteleader.org.